You're listening to The Sauropod, and I'm Shushma Naik. And I'm Catherine Sherlock. And I'm Justin Zeppa. And this is The Snooze. This is The Snooze. Sauropod News. And now, here's the latest from yesterday. Reporting to you live via recording from a kitchen in the North Atlantic, it's Sauropod News. We now send you over to our snooze desk and Justin Zeppa. Thanks, KS. Catherine Sherlock over there on the old intro. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Welcome back. Why, thank you. It's not the same without you. That's why we don't do it without you. <laughs> you can leave the country and then we don't. We just shut down shop, basically. Okay, so no one notices. Yeah, nobody notices. Oh, right, yeah. No, we Except only notice the sauropod. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh. Were you introduced over there? Okay. Shrish Manike, jumping in. <laughs> what up, Shrish? What up, guys? What's happening? So let's do a little bit of uh, housekeeping, house cleaning, whatever the terminology may be. Number one, no word from the TLC camp yet. <gasps> T-Boz, I'm looking at you. I trust you. Chili, I have a feeling you might be busy. You might not be into podcasts, especially so. obscure <laughs> ones from Iceland. <laughs> But uh, T-Boz, I feel like uh, you've got you've got yourself the wireless uh, AirPods or whatever, and I think she's listening to a couple a day. But I feel like we might have better luck with the local Icelandic Solstice crew. Oh, you, okay. Do we could, know any of those people? I mean, looking at the Icelander need, in the room, we need Detafoss over here. We got to we got to get rope him okay. into this. I feel like he might be our connection. He will know somebody. Uh-huh. I should also qualify this reporting on our our previous uh, mention of this by saying that I haven't made any efforts to reach out to the, the TLC camp either. So that I mean, might play into it. The hope was like our mo- our very popular podcast would be the. The, yeah, the driver. this is the yeah. must-stop destination if you were visiting Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got to be a part of this, yep. right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so uh, no word on them. Tion, I'm looking at you. That's all I'm going to say. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, number two, I wanted to bring up something that this is not snooze. This is actual just news, and I mean that in more ways than one. This was reported yesterday on Slate.com, which is a reputable uh, news site. But apparently, they're reporting on a different news site called News, K-N-E-W-Z, News, with a Z, Mm. the Boomer Parent Review, which is, let me just read this here, Wednesday, News Corps announced News, with a K and a Z, a Drudge-esque-like link aggregator it's pitching as a more publisher-friendly solution to Google News, promising to favor original reporting over quick rewrites. It also seems to be pitching itself as the solution to Google and other platforms imagined anti-conservative bias, uh, promising news free of the bias bubbles and vacuous verticals that frustrate so many discerning readers. So it's for the righties, basically. And uh, it's just a public awareness announcement for our listeners. Don't be lured in by the news with a Z and a K. Just because <laughs> Listen you, to the snooze. Because you love the snooze. <laughs> we had it first. This launched like two days ago. We've been snoozing for well over a year. I so. And we've had uh, this platform, yes. uh, you know, for months now. Yes. Plural months. Months. So just look out. That being said, uh, apparently the news with a K <laughs> is, did report on a news item, a snooze item that we will be talking <gasps> about this evening. Okay. That I pulled before this even showed up. So, but they, there is some overlap there. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I won't reveal which I'm story really that will be. I'm excited to know which story yeah, this is. I know, I know I you are. Do, do we get a signal? Like, 
<laughs> I will I will make a point of pointing it out. It's mm. uh you you really can't miss it. All right, shall we begin? All right, let's hit it. Catherine Sherlock, what is tonight's first snooze item? File under snooze dossier type love tortured and otherwise. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. ABC News reporting. Dateline. This is March 5th, 2013. Okay. Snoozy, snoozy enough for you? Mm. Oh, just how That's we like it. <laughs> Fucking groggy news. <laughs> ABC News reporting, courtesy of Kaijing Zhao, ghost marriages prompt grave robbing as men dig up brides. Wow. Okay. There's so much wrong with that sentence. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Beijing. March 6, 2013, four men in northwest China have been sentenced to prison for the grisly crime of digging up the corpses of 10 women and selling them for quote-unquote ghost marriages. The grotesque brides were sold for a total of 240,000 RMB or $38,000 according to court reports. The grave robbers were sentenced to prison terms ranging from two years and four months to two years and eight months in prison. I wonder what the difference was between those four months. I have a question. Yeah, please. Were the weddings consummated? <laughs> oh, gee. Oh. It's a valid question. It had to come up. What's, what's the Someone's going to ask. I, it's, it's you. The bodies were sought by families of men who died as bachelors. The buyers were arranging ghost marriages, a traditional a traditional custom in which parents find spouses for their unmarried, deceased children so that they can have a family in the afterlife. Okay, so let's assume that maybe the consummation wasn't done on this plane of existence. Okay. So can we break this shit down real yeah, quick? <laughs> no, I think we need to. I think Ar- we need arranged to arranged marriages for the dead. For the dead. I thought I had it bad. Well, my arranged marriage escapades, but clearly no, no one tried to. <laughs> Trish, but to be fair, you've danced around this topic. Can you s- share with us one morsel of your time in the arranged marriage game, as it were? So earlier we were talking about a person, like, you know, when people talk about themselves in the third person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I had one of those. Really? <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so he would be like, uh, just say his name is Sam, you know, for mm-hmm. the purpose yeah. of the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be like, Sam wants to take you out to dinner. I was Ooh, like, <laughs> that's just no. That's so you didn't Sam, like that. Sam's going to get really, no. Sam's going to do, th- I was like, Bro, like, are we, I'm sorry, we Sam, Sam's gonna do, no, <laughs> what, no, do we skip the English class, like, were we absent on the days where we talked about I and, you know, like, wow. it, it was the, really weird, so, you know, yeah, this is the thing, I mean, do people who do that think they're, like, cute and kooky, is that why they do it, I mean... I, I literally don't understand. Yeah, this was a question we asked earlier, which is like, we we're all we all know across the globe apparently yeah. that mm. third person is not on. Mm. You know, it's not. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's, yeah, it's when, a little bit strange. When has that ever been a good idea? Even with the royals, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the odd joke, but continuously. No, but yeah, I don't know like where he got it from. Um, clearly, he thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um. You probably got it from Ricky Henderson from the <laughs> Oakland Athletics. I really feel like he did it. <laughs> so he he Fastest got man in a he got he got meeting he got two meetings like you know he got to round two. <laughs> you wow. gave him a second. Oh one. my! I gave him a second. God. I gave him How a second. How unfussy! One, right? 
<laughs> so that tells you like how, how like how open minded I am about my options. <laughs> Now, in this scenario, does he come out on some kind of runway before you, like a like a debutante no. ball type of thing? Does he do a little spin at the end, show you no. his jacket? Was he hot? No. Oh. Well, mm. he was short. So, had he been taller, How's I might have even excused this behavior. Oh. <laughs> How was that wallet, though? So he was so he it was good. Gold shirt? He, no, it was definitely not gold shirt. Um he was a dentist and he had his own practice. Right on. Oh, so that was that was money hello. in the bank. Can we get him on the phone? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have the technology to do that. No, we can arrange the, the, we can arrange. I, I have burnt certain bridges. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Understood. And his is one of them. You've been exiled to the, to the Arctic. No, they sent me to you know, a rock on the North Atlantic. <laughs> I think he's okay. So what we have here to to bring it back. So we have, uh, let's say, grieving parents. Like maybe this is a part of the grieving process. We just sort of. So they their their daughter dies, and then they offer her ghost up for marriage. No, the, the the it sounds like the bodies of the women are being taken unwillingly. It's the men who want dead corpse brides. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the men's families who want the dead men. Oh, the dead men, men. want dead women. Yeah, well, the family well, the of the families, dead. Yeah, yeah I'm not I got really it. sure what the dead men exactly want. Oh my god, a lot of pressure. Eternal there. peace, probably. Even when you're dead. Also, kind of touches on one of our favorite topics here on the snooze, which is ancient Egypt mm-hmm. and their whole right. deal, which is we're going to bury you with everything, everything you need for after you have died. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to give you these uh, model boats filled with people who are going to tend to you uh, in the afterlife. We're going to put your cat in there. Hmm. Um, you know, A whole pyramid chairs. worth of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, well, I, you'll find out on uh, Pyramid Scheme with Tom and Justin that that's not entirely accurate. <laughs> Shameless Trishma. plug. Yeah. Oh. Coming soon to these very airwaves. If you're lucky, you can be uh, a guest on the show. August on, on Pyramid? On Pyramid Scheme. Schemes. Yeah. I have a thing or two to say on Pyramid oh. Scheme. No, I don't. I really don't. Okay. <laughs> Except that they tried to like I was trying to recruit it into one of those like Amway pyramid schemes. Mm, different, different type of scheme that we're looking at. But I mean, that's like maybe its own show in itself, right? Yeah, it was not so exciting story though. Um, it's not a pyramid. It's just that there's one person on the top, and then you know they're working with people underneath them who are also working on people underneath them, and the money just kind of goes up. Like our job. Yeah. Yeah. Right Actually, now. Actually, it's all. Yeah, it's all pyramid. It's all a pyramid scheme. Uh, um, so back to the cadavers. The cadavers were stolen from their graves in Yan province. Sorry for the pronunciations, everybody, of course. Uh, beginning in the winter of 2011, according to reports, they were dug up in the middle of the night and hid in the thieves' homes where the corpses were cleaned up. Well, that's great service. I was going to say, I mean, okay, we went to Egypt there, but I'm presuming yeah. these aren't mummified. So they're Ooh, no, they are juicy. Uh, yeah, I think there's some decay that's happening. Ooh. The mm. avocado you left in the back of the fridge, perhaps uh-huh. that kind of state. Mm. Um, forged medical records were created in hopes of making it appear the corpses were only recently deceased and coming from reliable sources, allowing them to charge premium prices. So that's an interesting part of the business model that we're getting a glimpse of there. Okay, so there is a genuine trade. And then this is 
freshness is key. Uh-huh. You want quality services and um, product. But like even in death. Women's rights are violated. I don't understand what's happening. It seems so. Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, <laughs> no, you guys are never getting. Like, even in death. Getting what you want. These women are like. Huh, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> bodies are for sale. I can't even <laughs> die and be stuck. You know, in the ground. Six feet underground. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still not safe. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know how I feel about Very that, telling. Uh, ghost marriages are a 3,000 year old custom that is especially common in rural parts of North China where young men often die in coal mining accidents. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so what you are doing by making fun of this, ladies, is you are uh, making fun of a culture. It's a cultural thing. So that means it's okay. That, sure. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. Okay. It's just that simple. <laughs> Who rationalizes yeah. this shit, yo? I don't know. Maybe it's the dad. Like... Dad, of course, it's the dad. Like dad knows how clearly he you know, knows. He, he was so horny. Oh it's God. too soon, and <laughs> we gotta give him something. I mean, I'm not doing my part as a as a dad. I never bought him that dirty magazine. Let's dig up a body for Let's him. Let's give him a dead body. There, nobody else is using it. Um, okay, that's. <laughs> That's dad logic. That's why we believe in cremation, yo. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once you're dead, you're gone. Same, right? Yeah. Burn it up. So, uh, is there anything in there about what happens next to the, <laughs> the happy couple? Do they go on honeymoon? I mean, what happens? Okay, so. In the altered dimensions. Uh, Wan Jian Hong, director of the Institute of Fork, Folklore. 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 And, yep. Mm-hmm, delicious. Mm-hmm. Folklore and cultural anthropology at Beijing Normal University. Beijing Normal. Normal. All right. BNU, everybody. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Abnormal. (laughs) Said some folks fear that the unquiet ghost would come back to haunt them, causing all sorts of trouble for his family and searching for a scapegoat to replace his death so that he could be reborn. What? Yeah, this is sticky. Uh, Parents hope that by arranging a ghost marriage, they could comfort the deceased's son's soul and save him from a lonely afterlife. Ghost marriages were outlawed decades ago, but have been making a comeback as China's economy has boomed. Oh, man, they're on the rise. Oh, so people can afford it now? I guess so, yeah. It's a specialized trade. You have to go. It's it's dark. I mean, you have to go at night. You have to own a shovel. <laughs> like, you have to have probably a buddy. I Maybe a van. Feel, I suddenly feel and better. better. <laughs> Right. I suddenly feel better about like my people who like the most he did was like get himself a gold shirt like you know yeah right <laughs> and then yeah get, get beat up get, for it and then Tra- he lost tragically. his life tragically but you know no one tried to sell his you know get him a dead wife like I don't get it Ta- he needs one now right we found out Seriously. no well no he was married didn't he yeah he, he was, was married yeah. in life but you know I don't know if well, okay. I think that's that's the thing. Unmarried, dead sons. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, unmarried, dead sons. Oh, mm. that's the distinction. <laughs> yeah, that makes it all right, yeah. right? Okay, so this is this is interesting. Times have changed since two families would meet and arrange to marry off their deceased children. So before, it wasn't about good old fashioned uh, body snatching. It was about like, oh, my kid's dead, and your kid's dead. Oh, uh, now feminism. <laughs> I, yeah, now it's fair. <laughs> now the woman has a choice. 
Let's get these two together. Uh, now, a new market for brokers known as ghost matchmakers has sprung up. <laughs> the price of corpses on the black market can reach as high as thousands of dollars. The younger, prettier, and more recently deceased of female corpses, the higher the price she commands. I'm shocked. I'm in shock right now. Yeah, th- this is this is happening, or this was happening. Some snoozy uh, in 2013. Seven years so ago, so it was yeah. like in the last decade. Not too clearly. far away. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is probably still happening. But what if mm-hmm. I wanted like a dead husband? Clearly, um, like the live ones are not working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would, uh, yeah. I don't know. Stuff him, him in corner. <laughs> When I want. <laughs> On demand. <laughs> wow. He's very well behaved. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the King Ming Festival, also known as Tomb Sweeping Day. Happy Tomb Sweeping Day, everybody, Sweet by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Vicious, Sherlock. I've never heard it referred to as a tomb before, wow. by the way. <laughs> Cobwebs or that. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You're at your risk. <laughs> Are you trying to say a cobweb now? <laughs> Catherine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so how do you guys feel about all that? You feel good? I, I don't know how I feel about this article in general. What do you mm. think the solution is for this? <clears throat> Just. How do stop. we get this Just to stop? Fucking stop. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> like, I think how we should do like um, do this. Does this still happen in 2020? You want me to do a, a search engine? A, a little we'll, we'll search engine this. Okay. Latest ghost marriages. Ghost. Could you see if you could, you know, find a corpse right but, now? But I mean, yeah. like, can you can you like when you, before you die in your will, can you say like I'm willing to put up my body for after death marriage? Oh, you think like donate it to science, donate it to, to dead horniness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good idea. Because you I mean, will you find have, an audience. Then there's consent. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's all. Okay. <laughs> then, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sounds like you got it figured out. Okay. This is, we've got ABC News, April 6, 2018 has a story. The Beeb has one in 2016. I mean, this is, it's, it's out there. So it's like a still a common practice. Yeah. So it's it's going on, everybody. It's so just look out for that. Or maybe if you have a will, maybe specify that you don't want to be dug up and married to an undead person. Exactly. I mean, maybe this is uh, buyer beware kind of dire beware, mm. and you know you should be prepared for this eventuality. It could happen. This could also be like the next step in some of these like zombie show stories, where like the zombies get married. The zombies, <laughs> <laughs> like and then they Walking just- Dead, the future. Like, you know? <laughs> Zombie families. Like walk, yeah, Walking Dead in the suburbs. And they, yeah, and they okay. have little like zombie children. <laughs> How was your day, dear? Standard <laughs> suburbs, I mean. Yeah. Right. And they're just sort of shambling about their And they might colonial be the next evolution house. of uh, Homo Zombius. Tell me you can discredit uh, that shit. <laughs> I don't know that I can tell you that. No, I can't. So let's just label it fact, right? All the snooze. All the snooze is always fact. Catherine Sherlock, Mm. what is our next snooze topic? 
file under snooze dossier type treasure buried in otherwise uh-huh. hello <laughs> <laughs> is it more about blackbeard <laughs> it is not we did learn an awful lot about blackbeard though um dateline november 2019 so you know a couple okay. months ago right globalnews.ca what is .ca is that canada .ca california no okay well i mean what <laughs> canada okay <laughs> canada 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 <laughs> josh k elliot reporting oh, for global news that sounds canadian <laughs> <laughs> his picture does look very pleasant <laughs> Men who found $5 million in Viking treasure get <gasps> prison time for hiding it. Oh, my God. Okay. The finder's keeper's rule might work on the playground, but it won't fly if you're trying to hide buried treasure from the British authorities. Of course not. Mm. They stole everything. Cracking down in the UK. A lot of our treasure news comes out of the UK. Sherlock, would you care to comment? Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three of four men have been sentenced to a combined 23 years in prison for their roles in finding, hiding, and trying to sell a buried trove of Viking loot in the United Kingdom. Three of four men. So that fourth dude, was he the rat? Was he like, yeah, no. Okay, they, yeah. They the made the me do it. Yeah, yeah, right. The stoolie. <laughs> the charges stem from the discovery of a 1,000 year old treasure trove. He likes the word trove. That's twice in I a like paragraph. The word trove. Yeah, who doesn't like You don't get to use it that often. No, Why no. not? Blow it out, Can- <laughs> Canadian. What's your name? Josh K. Willis or Josh K. Elliott. Thought to be worth at least 3 million pounds or $5.14 million. Now, I wonder if those are Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars. Does the Canadian dollar have a different uh, money sign? Does anybody know? We don't think so. <laughs> NAFTA. Dr. Girlfriend says we don't mouths. We don't think so. Was that third person? No. <laughs> Was that a valid question? Uh, no. So this... Is happening in rural uh, Herefordshire. Is this rural Herefordshire? Ca- is this rural Canada? How would you pronounce it? Herefordshire, H E R E F O R D Shire. Yeah, Her- Herefordshire. Heref- Her- yeah, Herefordshire, Herefordshire, England. The but Viking I it was in Canada. I know, but the, well, oh, but it, oh, it ended up in Canada. Maybe such, they smuggled it. Yeah, out it's earth-shattering snooze. It's global. It's going global. Mm. The Viking horde included silver ingots, another great word, ingots, mm-hmm. gold coins, and jewelry that could reshape the history books. Police said. However, the treasure hunters who found it tried to keep it for themselves and sell it off piecemeal. Which, I mean, you run into a trove of ingots and other types of loots. What are you going to do? You're going to hand it over? Like, I mean, this is my yeah, treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This but is a I life's mean, dream. Other troves have been handed over, and there's, there, there is a... Do they get a finder's fee? A finder's fee, fee yeah. What it, do we know? But I, I think it also depends um, what kind of land it was found on, whether it's public land. Yeah, of course, sure. So if they'd found it on someone else's land, then mm-hmm. it would be that landowner's... Uh, the fee would go to the landowner, not to the finder. I think. Or maybe it's split in some way. I don't know. Not really sure of the ins and outs. Dude, I'm just saying that if I found that, I would not turn it in either. I would do what these guys did. You would try to sell it off piecemeal? Yeah. I think I would uh, throw it all up in the air and then roll around in it in bed. 
just you know okay scrooge mcduck yeah just <laughs> it might be a bit pour it over pointy. myself right <laughs> if you jump into it's just me they're gonna hit you in the i was gonna say that's you well, end up bruised you put on your uh, stripy 1920s style mm. bathing I was gonna say, outfit. Me- melt it down and make a. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure yourself. an outfit. Yeah. Find mm. you a nice Indian lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's make a exactly shirt what, out of it. <laughs> that's what I do with my Viking treasure trove. <laughs> Get myself a nice Indian lady. <laughs> with like cuffs and like bells and like yeah, everything. Of course, yeah. A, a little pocket. Um, <laughs> I want epaulets on mine so I can put bands around it and everything. George Powell, 38. Ooh, they're naming names in this. Canada, Ruthless. Leighton Davies. Oh, he sounds mean. 51. And Simon Wicks, 57. So these... These are all descendants of pirates. These are middle-aged men who got lucky. (laughs) Whose, like, great-grandfather was, like... uh, What was the name of the pirate last time? Blackbeard. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think these are a bunch of schmoes who hang out... Uh, in Simon Wick's basement on the weekends to watch the footy and just happened to, you know, one of them's a, a detectorist, right? Mm. I was going to say, do they have like a metal detector? I got to assume. Did he, how did they do it? I mean, it Let's accidentally... See. They've been convicted of theft, conspiracy to conceal criminal property, and conspiracy to convert criminal property. Powell was uh, sentenced to 10 years in prison, Davies to 8.5, and Wicks to 5. Uh, the charges were laid under the... The Country's Treasure Act. Ooh, there's a link for that. We're going to hit that in a second. <laughs> which requires people to report any major historical find within two weeks of its discovery. Treasure hunters can be paid market value for their discoveries mm. under the law. Market value? Not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powell and Davies used metal detectors to find the buried Viking horde go. in a farmer's field in 2015. However, they didn't report the find to the landowner or the authorities. Instead, they conspired with Wicks and a fourth man to hide their discovery and sell it off bit by bit, according to West Mercia police. I mean, we can edit, too. You can just talk. All right. <laughs> I, like, I, li- I, li- I like this system, though. This is, this is adorable. I can't sit at the table. Like, I just, I'm, I'm like, jumping in. Like, I, I need so much to say things. I have never wanted to say things. So I need to not sit at the table. So what did Dr. Girlfriend just tell Dr. us there? Dr. Girlfriend made a very, very good point in that these guys <laughs> got 10 years for stealing some gold bars. Yeah. And um, could write the history. Please. Write and the ingots. Books. Ingots. Ingots. And um, those other guys got 2.5 for um, stealing a bride's corpse. Yeah. Is there no justice? Where Where is this woman ra- woman's rights, guys? I don't understand. I don't know. And what about that gold? What about the rights of that gold? Is that what we're talking about? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, but I will say, yeah. Historically important. Anyway. <laughs> Women, indeed. Oh, oh gold. <laughs> the gold. The gold. Other members of the metal detector community ultimately wow. reported the fine to authorities. So these guys basically. They were snitches. Snitches are bitches. Those. And they those, got stitches. Those, they, got, they got jealous. Yep. And then complained on. Yes, because these these clowns probably went to their detectorist club meeting, right, in, yeah. uh, you know, so-and-so's tool shed, and they were like, you will never believe what we found. We found a fucking trove over here. Ingots. That's their first mistake, I guess. You don't tell people, but, yeah. I mean, also, don't you tell everybody when you run into a trove of but ingots? But, like, that much Down money, the pub, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But you have to like show some discretion. Like you know, you need to know how much to share and how much to. 
Yeah, you, in theory, you should. But th- these guys are straight out of a Coen Brothers movie, so you're not going to get that. Uh, we've got comment from Judge Nicholas Cartwright here. Ooh, who sentenced? He's tough. He's known to be tough. Oh, do you yeah. know him? Oh, d- yeah. Definitely. You know his uh, you don't history. <laughs> listen, there's a lot of. He wears the wig well. Okay, he's. They still wear. He's the fair. Wig. He's they, just. They still wear that wig in Canada. Canada. This isn't. We're talking about the UK over oh, here. Oh, okay. Unless De- they call definitely a, wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless they call the Canadian judge to comment on the piece itself, oh, okay. which would be a novel approach to writing your Wait, article. Wait, who sentenced these guys? The UK or the or Canada? It, they, they broke UK law, so. But they were in Canada. They, no. they escaped <laughs> no, this to is just Canada. Reported in Canada. Oh, oh, oh see? Did they? Sorry, what, I did was, I miss that? Wait, what? I was confused by that. Okay, no, it's Sorry. just a Canadian. Just, oh, right. just forget about Canada <laughs> altogether. It doesn't doesn't apply Damn here. It. <laughs> so why is a Canadian newspaper reporter? <laughs> because happening. in Canada there is no news. It's slow. Oh. It's slow in Canada. Okay. okay. Love you, Canada. Nothing wrong with Canada. <laughs> You are now my neighbor to the north. Makes sense. <laughs> and they're a kind, <laughs> gentle, too, too civilized happy. people. So yeah, shocked by other people's news. They don't do this kind of shit over there. They're they're beyond it. Uh so Judge Nicholas Cartwright says, You cheated the farmer, his mother, the landowner, and also the public when you committed theft of these items. He also accused the men of denying the public the opportunity uh, the opportunity to see their history. Great point. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we all be able to lay eyes on those sweet, sweet ingots? When treasure is found, it belongs from the moment of finding to the nation, Cartwright said. The men would have stood to profit from their discovery if they'd reported it through proper channels, Cartwright said. But you wanted more, he said. Fellow metal detector enthusiast Derek McLennan. Ah, oh, Derek, come on made a similar discovery in 2014 when he identified a trove of Viking treasure on land owned by the Church of Scotland. The National Museum of Scotland paid McLennan nearly two million pounds for the items. Whoa! Mm. Whoa! Okay! Wait, so wait. Two questions. Yeah. I didn't know that the, Viking, the, the Vikings made it to Canada. <laughs> Are you serious? Just, yeah. That didn't happen. It, it didn't? didn't? No. There's nothing. It's literally just this was reported. Oh, in, so they didn't find it no, in no, no. Hey, I was slow on that one as well, but not that slow. No, yeah, we just sorted it out like before, like two minutes ago. <laughs> I thought we literally had that conversation. Also, fam- it was very, very famously, the Vikings <laughs> did make it to Canada because Leif Erikson crossed the sea and discovered... Greenland, right? And Nova Scotia and all that? Like, and then they ended up in Minnesota or something? I think that's pretty common. I, right. I'm blaming it on this uh, <sighs> chocolate chili gin. <laughs> Vikings in Canada. <laughs> you weren't sure either. Clearly, this well, triggered a, it, a they, search they, engine They may search. well have done, but... Not in terms of okay, this, in this article. So. Archaeological evidence shows that in the early 11th century, the Vikings arrived in Newfoundland and established a small encampment known today as the UNESCO World Heritage Site, Lens au Meadow. The Norse sagas, postdating the archaeological evidence by two centuries or more, recount multiple Norse explorations to current day Canada. All right, so enough about that. Mm. Police have recovered most of the jewelry and ingots that Davies and Powell found, but they've only recovered approximately 30 of the 300 coins found. 
with the treasure trove. Using trove again. Way. And uh, authorities are appealing to the public to come forward if they have one of the coins. I would never come forward. No, it's... uh, And Canadians, as we know, are notoriously private. So, they're... Excuse you? (laughs) Shrishma shares a little seltzer spritz with the world there. (laughs) You're deflating. (laughs) Did you... To carry on. I apologize for the interruption. <laughs> I Mounties. Not, I have nothing to say. Oh, hello. There were Mounties. Where? <laughs> Catherine loves a moose in uniform. Canada. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> Catherine. A. You know, so so at the um, at the job this week, we had some Canadians. <laughs> we had sorry, some Canadians was, visiting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just looking at the Treasure Act of 1996, and there are 15 different subcategories. It's very in depth. We'll learn nothing from this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> C- subcategories continue. of what? About about the Treasure Act of 1996. Oh, okay. okay. Just know that it exists. Okay. It's that's cool. In Canada, documented. not the UK. No, in the UK. It's <laughs> UK law. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so tell us about job. I, th- I think we should move on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> please, please make sure it's nothing to do with Canada. <laughs> Canada, China, or the UK. <laughs> Catherine, you tell me, what is the next snooze item? Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> file under snooze dossier type. Aliens visiting and otherwise. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> At least I won't get the countries mixed up. Well, that remains to yeah, be seen. Yeah, hold, hold on. Okay. Hold, hold, your your, hold your horses. Or shall I say bulls. Ooh. Uh, hang on. Dateline, October 2019. Ooh. Carly Casella checking in on sciencealert.com to report that dead bulls found mysteriously drained of blood in Oregon, and it's not the first time. A seemingly strange demise has befallen five cattle on the Sylvie's Valley Ranch in remote eastern Oregon. Reports from NPR and the Associated Press paint a bewildering scene free from tracks, predator activity, poison, shot wounds, and even blood But it might just be the latest installment in a long line of mysterious cattle death stories that appear as early as the 17th century. According to reports, the five purebred bulls were found dead at various locations on the ranch. They apparently had their tongues cut out, their genitals sliced off, and their bodies drained of blood. To lose a completely healthy animal would be an oddity, Vice President of the Ranch Colby Marshall told AP. To lose five young, very healthy, in great shape, perfect bulls. This rancher Colby Marshall is high on the quality of these bulls. Yeah. He refers to them as perfect, perfect bulls that are all basically the same age. That is so outside the bounds of normal activity. Catherine, would you care to weigh in? Uh, inside job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Insurance claim. I don't know. Those, I mean, those bulldogs went somewhere. But I'm yeah. saying, I mean, like, it's five, just walk off. five bulls are worth a whole newspaper article. 
Um, yeah, apparently. NPR was all over this. This was hot news. Uh, you know, again, some months ago, this being the snooze. It sounds like the beginning of an eerie alien fiction novel, except oh it's not the beginning at all. Mystifying cattle death reports are an entire genre. <laughs> so far, nothing supernatural has ever been discovered as the source. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of took the wind right out of those sails. <laughs> Last year in Arizona, a cow and bull were found mutilated in what was reported to be the same fashion. In the decades before that, thousands of seemingly similar cases have popped up across the U.S. Midwest. In fact, the FBI even got involved in the mid-1970s, having been asked to investigate these, quote-unquote, reports of scattered animal mutilations. Not all of these cases had the same features, however, and many of the seemingly bizarre mutilations most likely occurred due to natural causes. For example, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> everybody's really soaking this one in. <laughs> it seems like this would be filed under like the X Files, like you know, well, aliens visiting and otherwise. Well, and, you know, I'm just saying, like the FBI was involved. They're the ones who. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Mulder and Scully were on the case. <laughs> you know that wasn't real, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. Clearly, these guys had some. They had some imagination. Maybe, but it is a mystery, right? So let's say you own five bulls. perfect, perfect bulls, hot bulls. If only. Right? Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> we can Muscular. But dream. If only. You know. <laughs> and you wake up one morning and you go out in your front porch with your little cup of coffee or whatever, and you're like, "Oh shit! They're all. They've all fallen over. Their tongues are gone. The dongs are gone. I get five more." <laughs> You wouldn't question it at all. The blood is gone. They're bulls. Be like, where's my bull blood? I feel like this might also be like one of those like um, humane slaughter tactics where you want like bloodless kill. You so just you take like the blood drain away? the blood away. Where is that blood going? How, who cares? <laughs> Why does it matter to you where the blood is going? As long as it's not making a mess when you slaughter the bull. Uh, you know what? The article actually explains part oh, of it. Oh, shit. For example, it's unlikely the cattle had all of their blood drained. When a cow drops dead, gravity pulls the blood down to the bottom of the carcass. Gravity. Remember moon energies. You know what we're talking about over here. <laughs> and when the skin here dries out, it can split open in surgical-like slices. If the blood then seeps into the ground and is consumed by insects, there's a chance it will appear the body was drained. Mm, exactly. Okay. So basically, what? nature at work, and these guys have created a whole article about it. Yeah. Well, they're trying to, I mean, cattle mutilations are a thing, as the article points I out. I feel like we're in the wrong profession. What do you think we should I we feel sh like we should like see random shit in the street and just write articles about it and be like, oh, <laughs> aliens were here. Like <laughs> that is, I mean... Th there's a market Case for it. Case in point. Yeah. Hey, it, it grabbed my eye. I wanted to share it with you. Right. Okay. Similarly, it's possible the missing genitals and other body parts shrink away as part of the natural decomposition process. He was in the pool. Scavengers, like birds or carrion bugs, are also known to feed on the soft external tissue, such as the udders and the genitals, the eyes and the mouth. <laughs> So are they making their case or are they like making a like a case against them? They're saying it's normal. It's healthy and normal, okay? That the, the blood gets drained. So it may or may not have been alien. And your bits might just drop off. Shrivel and yeah. So there's a case for not it not being aliens. Oh, definitely. It's most likely not aliens. 
But some yeah, people I believe. Mean, th- let's face it. Wh- why? Why would aliens be interested? Right. What's the end can- game? <laughs> well, you know, there's like they say there's like um, um, power in like you know the the male genitalia. <laughs> I think there were actually like you know like if you'd like take uh, okay I don't know mm-hmm. guys. a tiger penis suit mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah see, tiger penis right. see, that's of what course. I'm talking about of course going back to my Chinese brothers mm-hmm. and sisters mm-hmm. <laughs> that said reports of bizarre appearance of the cattle remains oh I'm sorry not room that said reports of the bizarre appearance of the cattle remains have stoked the imaginations of many mm. a lot of people lean toward the aliens the county sheriff dan jenkins told npr dan jenkins you name your kid dan jenkins he's gonna wind up a sheriff mm-hmm. nine times out of ten in oregon yeah definitely okay. and the one who's the, the one out of ten he's in idaho <laughs> one caller who told us to look f- <laughs> potatoes <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, they are. One caller had told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass because he said that the alien ships will kind of beam the cow up and do whatever they are going to do with it. <laughs> Dude, this, they just wrote this article for the sake of writing it. Then they just dropped them from a great height. God. Jenkins is still investigating the mysterious deaths, but with little evidence to work with and no leads to speak of, it's doubtful that he'll be any more successful than those who came before him. According to NPR, the FBI won't confirm or deny whether an investigation is being launched. Wow. <laughs> it's classic FBI. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Boulder's coming. Maybe I can't tell you. <laughs> but the last time its agents looked into such a matter, they found no reason to su- suspect anything other than natural predators. There's a link to that found no reason, but I think we're done with this. Yeah. We're all, we all believe it's the aliens. No, it's Canadians. Yeah. It's, Insects. Yep. Catherine Sherlock, what is our next snooze item for the evening? File under snooze dossier type, nature, gross, weird, and otherwise. Ooh, this is a new one. Okay. Now, I should point out, this is the overlap we were speaking about earlier in the show with news with a K. I'll have a klaxon or something. No, we'll we'll stick one in (laughs) right right here. See, exactly. That's what you were looking for, right? (laughs) Fox 10 reporting, fox10tv.com. Dateline uh, last week. Ooh, not, Ooh, not so snoozy. Yeah, maybe that's the issue, really. Scientists discovered four new species of sharks that walk. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. On the seabed. Rather uh, than, like, around the shops. Oh, this is a dopey looking shark. I will show you in a moment. <laughs> There's a picture. Look at that guy. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Uh, Scotty Andrew from CNN reporting on Fox10TV.com. Whatever. Uh, So, some sharks walk, just not the scary ones. While great whites haunt the deep, walking sharks are content to scuttle in the shallows. They've been walking, or something close to it, for at least nine million years. They're evolutionary superstars, too. Walking sharks could be the most recently evolved shark on Earth. That's according to findings published this week in Marine and Freshwater Research. Which is uh, in caps, so I'm assuming that's a journal of some kind, some kind of publication. Shark scientists spent years sampling the DNA of the only known walking shark species to estimate when they evolved. They found four new species while they were at it. The youngest species might have evolved less than two million years ago. And by evolutionary standards, that's recent. And a major contradiction to the widely held belief that sharks are slow to evolve. (laughs) 
Sharks are older than dinosaurs, dominating dominating the seas for as long as 400 million years. The Maybe old- sharks are dinosaurs. Mm. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, uh, the, the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> they are if you want them to yeah, be. Okay. How about that? Just for you. I mean, the, the article before had like alien sucking blood out of like bulls. Yeah. Why can't sharks be dinosaurs? Yeah. Mm. Well, Consider it snooze. Okay. All right. So the fact that sharks continue to evolve as recently as 399 million le- years later is pretty remarkable. How they walk and where they do it. This is now we're getting into the okay. meat and potatoes yeah, of yeah. what is happening here. Walking sharks, also called epaulette sharks, for their spots that resemble the military decor, also what I want on my gold shirt, let's recall, walk on their muscular fins to forage for small fish along shallow reefs and seagrass. So, okay. So, they're just... So, they're using their fins as the legs. Yeah, so they don't have your traditional uh, shark hoof, if you will, or like shark Nikes or anything like that. They're... Sort of I just feel like um, the what what we've learned through all the the, the articles we've been through today yeah. is the <laughs> a lot the, we've learned a lot is the wording and how you you titled your article is key <laughs> to getting uh, clicks on <laughs> to getting me to click on <laughs> to it to anyway. you to click yeah. on it but like clicks in your because it's not they're not really walking right. I'm picturing cartoon legs right that's you what know, I like, was picturing too somebody like like a shark wearing jeans like yeah. and clearly sneakers, the shark you know? had, like the shark's genetic code had been evolved I, have they lost the ability to swim <laughs> see have they lost their fins and the gills and all of that I don't. I mean, they, like, they, they look like dogfish type things that are kind of like they're in the the mud and the shallows and everything. Maybe so they're they, like they little need to be turtles like close to the ground anyway. They've become like turtles without the shells. It looks weak. like. Do you want to see a picture of this, Trishma? <laughs> Trishma, also, by the way, doing a doing a turtle walk for you folks at home who can't see it. I mean, first of all, that's not a shark. That's- <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess it looks so, like so a dogfish. So, to me, okay, which is, fair enough. You're so easily with my, swayed. With my limited <laughs> understanding of what a shark looks yeah, like, right? Which is the movie Jaws, right? Yeah. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> Preconceived notions and shit. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm not I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if there's, you know, when you say walking, you imagine like feet growing out of the shark, strolling, a strolling shark, yeah, right. sort of whistling, a shark yeah. about town, right? Absolutely. Puts on a little uh, pork top, pie hat or something oh, like that, or top hat. Sure, <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah, why not? Right, and uh, goes to town. Fish are friends. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> From Nemo, not oh, okay. food. <laughs> Okay, I think I think I should be like cut off from the podcast today. <laughs> okay. No, you are adding tremendous value to this program, whether you know it or not. <laughs> I feel like this is where we draw the line. Let's see. During <laughs> what line? During mass extinction events, carpet sharks. Carpet sharks. Yes. All right. Mm. The group that. Wow. Oh, that's normal. Okay. Carpet sharks. Okay. It's mean, a thing. There's women. <laughs> <laughs> the group yeah, those are rugs and the group that includes <laughs> not to be confused with hardwood sharks <laughs> very different or laminate yeah right <laughs> <laughs> 
the group that includes walking sharks, were among the most affected animals, researchers wrote. Sea levels rose and ocean temperatures dropped, pushing the shark to migrate to warmer waters. Sharks off the coast of Australia, quote-unquote, hitched a ride on moving tectonic plates. Tectonic plates, everybody. We've talked about this on the show before. All the way <laughs> to New Guinea. And yep. what? Guandalajara. Gun- Gondwana land. <laughs> Guandalajara. What? Next to Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda for life. Yep, forever. Uh, when the plates stopped shifting, the land settled, creating barriers for species to migrate. <laughs> Gondwana forever, right? Wakanda We're doing the arm motion. Everybody at home, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're in the home stretch of this article. Hope for walking sharks' future. So apparently there's an issue with them. Now that we've, I mean, uh, I guess they are, are prey to the, the same things that we are uh, walking down the street. So cabs, mm. um, you know, horse and buggy maybe rounding a corner very sharply and you don't see it, like look yeah. both ways. Mugging. Do these, yeah, exact same thing, right. Are Ur- there shark police? They'll give you tickets for jaywalking. There There was a a cartoon show called Fish Police back in the early 90s. Yeah, for real. What What was that about? Let's let's make a search on it. (laughs) Fish Police. And why do you know about? Did you I watch just re- it? Did you watch it? Yeah, like I remember the, I, I remember the commercials for it. I think it was an adult style show. Maybe. Are you a Shark Week person? Like you spend your whole week watching Shark? I have. I don't. It's not a ritual. No, it's not like must see TV. And usually they kind of rerun a lot of the same yeah, okay. stuff. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fish Police is an animated television series from Hanna-Barbera based on the comic book series created by Steve Moncuse. It first aired on CBS in 1992, lasting six episodes over one season. Uh, Clearly the concept didn't work. You can blame, you know, you, who you can blame is The Simpsons for this. This ah, is the, because okay. this is the return of primetime, because back in the 60s, 70s, it was uh, Flintstones. Yeah. Meet the Flintstones, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah, was primetime. Yeah, yeah. That yes. was like... You know, it's the equivalent of like, oh, you know, friends into Seinfeld into uh, Flintstones, right? Same thing with Fish Police. That's what they were trying to do. Did you guys ever, um, I'm sure you guys watched it, but do you guys, okay, Flintstones or Jetsons? Oh, uh, great question. I mean, I watched both. You want me to just pick one? I mean, if you had, I mean, I don't know if you ever. If only one could exist. Yeah. What do you think? I want to go with the Jetsons. I kind of want to go with the Jetsons too. Yeah, me too. It's a cooler look. Yeah, and like I don't know, like it was maybe because it was like future based versus like yeah. the past. Yeah, they had a robot. Yeah, like everything about the Jetsons flying was really car cool with the with me. the glass bubble and everything. It's cool. Jetsons, Mr. Spacely, Spacely Sprockets. But now I think I'm no, mixing the not. yeah. See, I'm mixing it with the Flintstones. Meet George Jetson. Yeah. Do 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 do. His boy Elroy. <laughs> Jane, and the whole intro was ding 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 ding. <laughs> no, no. You don't remember the Jetsons? No Jetsons. No. We need to make her watch the Jetsons. Oh, please don't. One episode of the Jetsons and I, one I, episode I of the I have a real aversion to animation as an adult. Because <laughs> you're a grown-up. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I really don't like I it. I don't. I understand. 
And also, I, I think if cartoons. I think if we watch the Jetsons now, we won't appreciate. We'd be it. like, oh, yeah, man, it's kind of lame. But the Jetsons had a feature-length Mo- movie. Movie, yeah, yes. I saw that in the theater. But then so did the Flintstones, and then they made like the real life. That version. was live action. Yeah, it was right. a live action also. Mm-hmm. Also saw that in the theater. That, that was, was kind of lame. That was. Uh, I mean, who was? Was it? She was a secretary. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh. I'm, <laughs> Dr. Girlfriend knows where this is going. <laughs> Catherine Sherlock, what is what's our next topic? File under snooze dossier type ghosts all in your head and otherwise. Didn't we just didn't we already do ghosts? Sorry. Well, we did uh, love tortured and otherwise. <gasps> Because just happened to be corpse thoughts. love is still a love, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, stress, that's a stretch, bro. Dateline. <laughs> I guess you might have to, but anyway. <laughs> I mean, if that's what life calls for, then I suppose. But <laughs> my hope is. <laughs> Dateline, March 2019. Fairly snoozy. Mm, boozy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no question about it. NBCBoston.com reporting. Rob Michelson. Is this market basket haunted? Ghost sighting at Wilmington Market Basket goes viral. I feel like this is my ghost story. <laughs> Do you have a ghost? Oh, yeah. Totally. You, yeah, 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 yeah. The, We've the all thin heard khaki line, right? Okay. <laughs> Probably not a ghost, but neither here nor there. If you believe it, please, I believe that you believe. You're not supposed to, like, draw conclusions. You're supposed to just go with my story. No, I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. Thanks. A ghost sighting at Massachusetts Market Basket, which must be a store. Market Basket? Never heard of it, but must be a a chain of some kind. That's your people. That's my people. Has created a stir as customers keep a look at... (laughs) American. (laughs) Because you would never find a Bangalore market basket, no. right? Okay. Oh, well, there's a big basket. It's called Big Basket? It's like an online grocery store called Big Basket. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, has created a... St- All right. A ghost sighting at Massachusetts Market Basket has created a stir as customers keep a lookout for the Victorian-era specter in the frozen food aisle. <laughs> The fact that we're using the Victorian era as a demarcation for Boston that. is odd. I feel like those words in a sentence didn't make sense to me. So there's, they've seen a Victoria, you know, Victoria, Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, she had an era named after her. She was oh, alive yeah, okay. for a long time, right? This is uh, 18, when was Victoria born? 1830 something, mm-hmm. 36, 37 maybe. And then lived until... Uh, Quite some time later. Yeah, right. End of the 19th century. The grocery store in Wilmington was drawn into the spotlight this month after one of its employees posted about her ghost sighting in a local Facebook group. Now, that's a news source that you can believe in. So, someone saw Queen Victoria's ghost. No, just a Victorian era specter. So, somebody from... The, the back half of the 19th century. Was that in Canada? Possibly. <laughs> At the Massachusetts Market Basket in Close Saskatchewan. Yeah. Close 
Christiana Bush, who works in the store's bakery department, Christiana Bush, claims to have seen an older woman in Victorian-era nightgown and hair cap standing in the frozen food aisle. <laughs> this is the same way like Bush knew there was weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> in yep. Iraq, okay. Probably. The Bush legacy. Bush looked down. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, they just know her name's Bush and they're using it. Bush looked down and when she looked back up, she said the woman had disappeared. She kind of. That's like my ghost. Yeah. The ghost Class, I saw. I right, should write an article about that Classic ghost shit. encounter. You should. It what, will, what's it, the site? NBCBoston.com. Oh, shit. I should do like BangaloreTimes.com or something. They would eat that shit up with a spoon. <laughs> She looked kind of like melancholy and a little angry. So it was kind of a creepy kind of sense, but it was something, Bush said Monday. One more time. She looked kind of like melancholy and a little angry. So it was kind of a creepy kind of sense, but it was something. Unquote. Mm-hmm. She searched up and down the aisles to find the woman, but Bush said she was nowhere to be found. She believes the woman was a ghost and asked the Facebook group whether anyone else had a paranormal experience in her store. This is going to sound really strange, and I'm sorry to apply that accent, but this is how it's written, so I can only assume this is how she's talking. This is going to sound really strange, but has anyone seen a ghost in the Wilmington Market Basket? <laughs> I feel like wrote. this is exactly how I told my story. <laughs> Isn't it a little strange? But I totally saw a ghost on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that was exactly how it was. The post attracted plenty of attention from both believers and skeptics. Oh, no doubt. But others also claimed to have seen something ghostly in the grocery store. It soon became the talk of the town. All of Boston was a buzz. I had no idea it was going to blow up, she said. I mean, I just posted a random status on Facebook saying, hey, has anyone seen a ghost? Because I just wanted to connect with people. And there is the root <laughs> the of root all of ghost all. sightings. <laughs> I need to connection. connect. Human connection. It's very ironic that they use ghost stories. It is. For go human connection. It is. Uh, we could also probably tie this back to the corpse brides. Mm. 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 Or not. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Coming full circle. <laughs> well, she, she sounds like she was a bit pissed off. Maybe she'd been married off to some jerk after she died. Bush uh, or the... Uh, no, the... the oh, yeah. yeah. She, well, they ran out of the peas that she likes. The Queen frozen Victoria's peas. Ghost. Maybe. Uh, customers at the store Monday were aware of the ghost story and were on the hunt to see if they could catch a glimpse of the rumored visitor. Slow day in all these people's lives, no doubt. Mm. We are looking, we are trying to find her, but we haven't seen her, said Tiffany from Balerica. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tiff. Tiffers, come on. Dude. Get back to class. <laughs> Maybe she is from the area. Maybe she is looking for someone. Maybe she's just not crossed over. Well, I mean, she seems to know a lot about this. Others are not so sure that anything paranormal is happening in the store. I don't think either. You don't think, okay. I'm on this the, is the other, flip side I'm of the, on coin. the I'm on the other people's side of this story. It's reported in a legitimate NBC Boston News article. Therefore, it must be true. I just don't believe in ghosts, said Dawn from Wilmington. I feel you, Dawn. I've been coming no, actually, here. 
Actually, I don't. You don't? No, you've don't. seen a ghost. Yeah, I have seen a ghost. <laughs> Does that give you the authority to, to say this ghost is BS? Yeah, no, exactly. my ghost is It gives okay. me authority to say that, you know, she might have actually seen what she saw, and we're being very critical by, you know, being so judgmental about this. Oh, I believe that she believes what she saw. Yeah. And we should give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I don't think we should. <laughs> but why? Because if I know old bushers, she... Oh, okay. Because she's a bush, that's what. She, <laughs> that's what's like... Defi- like. Well, look at the track record. Where are those WMDs? <laughs> Show them to me. But are you know she's genetically related to those bushes? I don't know. I don't know that. Mm, I can't... It's not in the article, therefore. Right. How therefore, would I? Therefore, you don't know. I just don't believe in ghosts, said Dawn from Wilmington. I've been coming here for 35 years and haven't seen a ghost. Mm, has she been down the frozen food aisle? Has she, that's a great has question. She, has she felt the chill? Has <gasps> Maybe, in the frozen oh. <laughs> uh, Has she been smoking the right stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Another valid question. I, that's my opinion of knowing, having worked in a grocery store for many, many years. Uh, old uh, bakery bushers, as they call her, mm. probably, probably in that state. U.S. Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts even tweeted about the local ghost story. Well, this is a great use of our Congress people's time. Uh, the, and they, have, they have the tweet embedded here. Apparently, a ghost is haunting the Wilmington market basket. I thought I only needed to worry about witches and ghouls in Salem. Hashtag Salem. Was well, he trying to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> He's got you laughing. Look at you. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Ooh, another bush slam. All right. <laughs> Market basket officials say that, to their knowledge, their stores are free from ghostly visitors. Oh, my God. This is a There's PR a lot of field puns. day for everybody. Everybody's There's a lot getting of pressed. puns here. Like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As far as we know, all of our stores are ghost-free, said Justine Griffin, a spokesperson for the company. Uh, this is great PR for Justine Griffin, by the way. Just but because, it's also has great anybody PR ever heard of Market the, Basket before? Ghost. Grocery store. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Never heard of this chain before. Now everybody's talking about it. In the North Boston area? In Canada, oh. yeah. <laughs> Um, but if there's anything to it, she's, this is Justine Griffin, a spokesperson for the company, but if there's anything to it, she's probably attracted to our Victorian area prices. Oh my. I think they meant to say era, Victorian Gosh. era, but they've gone with area. Area. Mm. <laughs> Curious. NBC, wow. the. I'm really questioning. Cracks in like, the armor. I feel like, um, I could be a journalist in this day I think and you age. could too. And um, not not many qualifications needed. Clearly, yeah. You don't need facts. <laughs> you don't need the ability to Tran- write, transcribe what somebody says. Uh-huh. You don't need you know much of anything. Maybe yeah. we should start the uh, the Sarapod News, where like you know oh, an we actual make, we make shit up. publication. This is the yeah, time you suggested that. This, this is. <laughs> By the way, everyone else is doing it. <laughs> this is. Why not? Yeah, this us? is just called the Sun in, in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bush said, "Old Bushy back in the picture." Bush said she had never believed in ghosts, 
but this experience definitely changed her mind. She hopes to one day see the ghostly woman again and maybe even strike up a conversation. Mm. I guess I would want her to come back maybe and like I could talk to her, she said. I don't know if you can talk to ghosts, but I think it would be cool to see what she is up to. Well, she's at the fucking grocery store, dummy. Like, what do you think she's up to? She's hungry. <laughs> she wants those, those bird's eye peas and they're out of stock. Can we go to the next article? No, this is the last <laughs> article. <laughs> so, speak now or forever hold no, your no, peace. I'm done. You're done. Bush. Well, I don't know. This chick. This chick. <laughs> she said, what did she say? Can you read her last sentence? I guess I would. But like, read the last sentence in like her voice. In that voice. Okay. <laughs> I guess I would want to come. <laughs> I don't want I guess I would want her to come back, maybe, and, like, I could talk to her, she see? said. I don't know if you can talk to ghosts, but I think it would be cool to see what she's up to. There we go. And so you know she's full of shit. <laughs> she got she got her name all over the fucking she's a Channel Bush, 10 Boston site. Clearly. This was a boozy snoozy. I agree, Shrish. Sorry, guys. We've maybe, maybe like third time. This is the third time round. I won't be. Sober. You'll do it sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's hoping. I feel, I feel like it's calling for me to be sober for the next one. The third time around, even though this is show number four. All right. I think I've been drunk for like <laughs> three out of the four. <laughs> I think so too. But such are the ways of the snooze. You have reached the end of the snooze. Cast. Uh, on behalf of myself, Justin Zeppa, Catherine Sherlock, thank you so much. Thank you. Trishma Nike. Rest in peace, Kobe. If you insist. Uh, that's it for this news for now. This has been the news that was. This news. <laughs>